0: Welcome to the How to Buy and Sell a Business Business Podcast. Podcast. for joining us. As a reminder, legal topics we're talking about today is not intended as legal advice for general information purposes only. No attorney-client relationship is being formed by this podcast. We're happy to chat with you. If you've got questions, feel free to reach out to us. You can find information on our website at www.goformandlaw.com. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Buy and Sell a Business Successfully podcast. My name is Sam Foreman and I'm joined by Jacob Wayman. Jake, thank you for being here. Uh, Folks, if you have listened this far, you have made it to episode eight of eight of our overview of the process and a lot of the terminology and topics of buying and selling a business. We hope that this has uh, helped to educate, empower, and equip you to have a more successful process buying or selling a business. As we go forward from here, we uh, will talk about a lot of topics in a lot more detail than what we've covered here, but hopefully these first eight episodes um, will really help to tie together a lot of concepts in a way that'll be very useful for you. Just as a reminder, we talk about a lot of legal topics. Uh, There's no attorney-client relationship formed here or intended by this. It's a lot of general information. There's so much more depth that needs to be gone into on these. Feel free to reach out to us. Certainly talk to your professional team about things. Um, We'll have more information at www.goformanlaw.com. Our uh, episode number eight here is, so now that you've gotten to this far, how much is it going to cost? How much should you budget for buying or selling a business? And this is going to be our shortest uh, episode is, the answer is, and it always is. Well, it depends. Thank you, folks, for joining us. Uh, <laughs> no, but in seriousness, want to talk through a number of the line items. And we've got a, uh, a worksheet that we'll put out on our on our website that'll help you have a good engaged conversation with your professional team uh, and the other folks on your team to really try to think through how much do you need to budget for this? Um, Because buying a business is really expensive. And this is a really important topic that you need to think through early enough in the process to know, are you ready? Because we've had folks where, you know, they know what they want to do. They've found a good deal. They really, you know, know a lot about the target business and they're they're prepared from that standpoint. But then it gets down to how much is it actually going to cost? and then you know there's a lot of surprises there because some of those questions haven't been had yet or have those conversations haven't been had yet and so really strongly advise you this is again where have that conversation early with your professional team help them have them help you fill that out of okay how much do I need to budget for legal how much do I need to budget for accounting how much do I need to budget for bank fees what am I actually gonna have left after the end of the process how much cash do I need to bring to the table On different things. So you actually know this is, this is how much I, I need. Um, and if you've been listening with us this far, you know, that toilet paper supply has been really, really important part of our last couple of episodes. If you don't budget properly for that, it'll wipe out your entire budget. So, um, (laughs) thank you for putting up with dad jokes (laughs) 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 yeah start having dad joke bingo um (laughs) oh man thank you thank you uh jake and also our our uh our faithful producer jason who has put up with tremendous spirits with all of my very bottom shelf dad jokes they're just as you know folks they're they're awful. Um, but anyway, um, so let's let's talk through some of these things that need to be on the line items and what's going to drive the budget. Because I don't like just giving people the answer, it depends, even though it, it that's true. I want to give you more helpful information than that, and give you some things to actually talk to your team about so that you can get as useful as possible in terms of the information that you get out. So, you know, you don't have surprises and you can calibrate your expectations appropriately. Let's, uh, first off though, Jake, would you talk about excluding the toilet paper? supply issues would you talk about some of the things that you learn in your process that were helpful for you or that you think will be helpful for other folks in terms of adequately budgeting for um, you know getting the deal done and maybe in particular what are some of the things that surprised you um, yeah absolutely because you know when you go into <coughs> when, when you go into buying a company
1: you guys decide on x purchase price okay so mm-hmm. hey it's it's you know this amount of money this is what we're going to do this is what i need to focus on on getting there but you know that's not the case there's there's a lot of there's a lot of funds that have to happen before the sale and a lot of funds that that Happen after the sale too, and all the parties that are involved too. I mean, I think it's you're spot on with having that conversation Mm -hmm. early with your with your professional team. You know, talking with with your attorney and saying, okay, like Mm -hmm. this is what we're looking, this is what we're looking to do, and you know, say what what do you where do you think the budget's going to be on this? And Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, I think this is roughly going to take X number of hours. This is where we're going to be at with the total in number Mm -hmm. on a budget standpoint. Yes, it does depend; it'll change um, Mm -hmm. throughout the process. But getting that in mind, because you're going to need to know how to fund that and and having the ability to fund that because you have not only the fees from the accounting standpoint, you have the bank fees, Mm -hmm. um, you also have you know mm-hmm. the appraisal fees i mean and it, and the things if you're going into it um like with a, I'll all given example with an SBA loan which we could do an entire podcast on SBA process a lot of those are baked in you know mm-hmm. they're baked in with a loan with your bank fees with your appraisal costs those sort of things that are all mm-hmm. baked in but if you're not going the SBA route those are things that are coming out of your pocket and they have to be paid right then and there when they're, when they're when they're out there so i mean some aha's is just making sure you know taking into consideration that it's not just the purchase price. There's going to be a lot of other things there. Even post-sale is, Mm -hmm. you know, having the working capital to be able to, you know, pay your, you know, pay your employees, pay rent, because you may have, your revenue may not come in on, it may come in on a monthly basis, or you may be waiting on some contracts. And so, but you still need to have money that goes out the door almost after day one.
0: Right. And if you're the seller, you know, you need to go through the same budgeting process. Obviously, a lot of this is more relevant to the buyer in terms of how much money do they need to bring to the table. But, but if you're the seller, you need to be thinking about the same process. Um, particularly if you've got, um, you know, liabilities that you've got to pay off post closing, if you've got Taxes you've got to pay. You've got your professional team that you're going to need to pay. Um, you've also got. You may have lenders that you need to pay off, and so you need to be thinking about how much cash am I actually going to walk away with? What are the tax consequences? Have a really detailed conversation with your tax advisor so you actually know. You know, here's the dollars in my pocket, and does that actually work for me? Um, because there's folks that get surprised with well, after I've paid it off and everything else, um, you know, and paid my taxes, I really don't have enough left to go on to phase two of my, of my, you know, my life and go retire and stuff. So you want to be thinking about those early in the process and, and really be, be budgeting properly. Um, another thing that, you know, some folks will miss or, or won't think of until very late in the process is, is employee bonuses. Um, and so this can be something that's useful for the buyer or useful for the seller, um, especially if you're the seller thinking about, okay, you know, I've got these people that have helped me get to this point. Is there something I want to do to say thank you? If you're the buyer, it's it's a good way to say um, stick around. You know, can this be a joint bonus, not just a goodbye bonus, but a, a hello bonus? You know, and so thinking about how that's going to work um, because you know employee uh, flight is a real uh, uh, is a real risk, and a lot of times you know the business just doesn't work, and the and the value is not there if the employees aren't there, and so you want to be thinking about you know, do you have enough money planned on something like that? If it's, if it's important and sometimes it's not, but we're in a real tight labor market right now. And, uh, if you're listening today, it is 2022. Um, and so you really want to be on top of that and thinking about that so that folks don't find another opportunity, a lot more appealing because, um, you know, they didn't get real excited about sticking around. So, well, that's the thing
1: is, I mean, buying and selling a company is a, it's a it's a delicate it's a delicate process. I mean, it, it's like a dance. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and you know, <clears throat> getting through that process, and I mean, and then the one you feel like you're getting ready to get over the finish line, but like we've already said, if you're buying a company, you know. That's the, the closing of the closing of the deal is, is the middle part. You know, there's so much right. mo- more that happens after that. And it's deal it's working with the employees. It's, you know, understanding the costs that go into, into doing business. And, you know, it's like, you know, yeah, you, you know, you went and got that, you know, that, that loan from the bank, you went and financed those things, but now you have to pay those on a monthly basis. There's things that got to be paid back, you know, and then also with your investments, it's all with your investments is now it's, it's understanding not only what the, what the the physical cost is, is also, you know, what the, you know, the mental side of it too, you Mm -hmm. know, and I think that taking that into consideration too is, you know, what should you, you know, budget for is like, it's, you know, this, we talked about, Hey, schedule vacation. Yes. But you know, it's like, it's, it's going to be, Do you that. know, you're not, it's like, once you get to buy it, once you buy the business, it's not okay. Now we're, we're
0: done. We're going to move on to something else. No, it's like now the real work starts. Yeah. And when, and when you're the seller, the same, the, the same process applies. I mean, you've put a, t- you're going to have put a ton of work into not only running your business successfully through the closing, but then also, um, you know, it's just such an exhausting process running the deal through the closing that you need a break. And so you need to plan for that and you need to schedule that and coordinate it appropriately with the other parties so that they know when you're going to be gone because you're frequently going to be helping them with, you know, customer introductions, supplier introductions mm-hmm. and those kind of things. But you, you really want to be planning yeah. for that. And I think, again, goes back to with, with budgeting, mm-hmm. um, with buying or selling is – you
1: know, building that out before you start having some real deep mm-hmm. conversations about actually going through and getting that letter of intent, those sort of mm-hmm. things signed, is is understanding conceptually what an overall
0: you think budget's going to be to right. buy the business. Right. And and yeah, because you want to make sure you can you actually have the reserves for it. You yeah. Know? And this is important if you if you've done deals you know, and you've done a lot of them or you've done enough of them, you have a good sense of what that's going to take. But if, you know, this is your first deal buying or selling, um, even if you've done one and it's been a while, um, you know, the, the costs are up quite a bit in terms of actual dollars versus what a deal was 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Um, Well, that's something that I was, as a first time, you know, uh, first time buyer, like I,
1: I didn't, I didn't know how much it was mm going to cost, you know, until, you know, we, we 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 ended up getting the the bill from just a lot of different parties. I was like, oh, like I mean, right. it, it was you had to swallow heart a little bit. I mean, I <laughs> you know if I if I go yeah. back, I would do it again. Trust yeah. me, I would do it again. But it's knowing now, knowing what I know right. now, I would you know you know add another you know. 5%, 10%, whatever that is on top mm-hmm. of what the purchase price is because you know you're going to have extra additional fees that are in there so you don't get blindsided by it. And then you almost start from from behind when you haven't even gotten started.
0: Right. I mean, for, for a lot of folks, there's a tendency to be overly optimistic, yep. um, thinking about how much it's going to cost. Um, and so you really want to try to figure out what's a range and you want to bake in some margin. Yeah. Um, you want to have a line item on your budget for other, you know, what, what is it? And even if others just. Um, all the things I forgot uh, <laughs> or all the things that are going to happen that are going to cost me more. But um, one of the things that Jake's pointed out that gets missed a lot that I think is really, really important is um, the cash that's needed for operations post-closing. Because if you're buying a deal and it's a, you know, what's a common structure is a cash-free, debt-free deal and you're the buyer and you're coming to the table and you're not picking up any cash and your receivables haven't come in yet and, you know, maybe it's just a bad time in the market or whatever. You just want to make sure that you've got enough to go out and operate um, and that you've planned for all of those post-closing expenses to get to the point to where your cash flows from operations really catch up with things. So Well, and these are conversations that you not only have mm-hmm. with
1: your investors, you have it with your bank that you're working with too. Right. And having that good right. relationship to be able to say, hey, I need to get a line of credit or what have right. you to do it in. And, and you know, the line of credit is is something that's it's normal, normal to do business with. It's just a matter of it helps you get by when, you know, maybe you have some account receivables that just haven't been collected yet and it's taking mm-hmm. time. It's just it's making sure that you be, I would say, be more pessimistic about the the, the budget that you're putting together, you yeah. know, and just everything. Just plan, plan margin. Yeah, play margin, be conservative yeah. on it because, you know, the, everybody thinks they're going to come in and go, you know, gangbusters on, mm-hmm. you know, doing their business. But you need to make sure that there's things that are out of your control that you don't know are going
0: to be out there. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're the seller, you want to make sure that you've got a good sense that the buyer has thought about this in a thorough way because you don't want to spend all your time and money going through the process just to find out that the buyer can't close or that they're going to get to closing and then they're not getting have enough funds to make operations work on the other side of things and um, uh, and it's just part of being a good human (laughs) which definitely do that (laughs) be a good human in the process be a good deal partner Um, but also make sure that you're that your deal partner on the other side of the table um, has enough knowledge enough experience to to really make it a successful deal Um, so uh, a couple thoughts to be a little bit more helpful than just it depends and give you line items Um, although line items is where it starts because everything is just so fact specific all over the place uh when you think about employee bonuses um which which can be an important part of a deal and and there's a lot of deals where there's just none um but they can be an important part of the deal what is that going to be and who's it going to go to you want to think about you know how is that a good either if you're the seller and you're doing it you know how are you saying thank you how does that make sense you, you know is it done um in a way that you like um you know, if you're the buyer, you want to know what those things are going to look like because you want to maybe have some say on that so that it's not just um, from the seller. Maybe it's something that you split the costs with them. But those costs can be anywhere from, I've seen employee bonuses that are, you know, three figures, <laughs> if there are any at all. And I've seen some that are six figures. And so you get into deals where there's just, you know, An enormous amount of money going to bonuses um, and those are important for retention. You get into some of these bigger deals um, where folks are thinking about, okay, I need to make sure that my key employees that need to go run the deal for me are here through closing because if they're not, there is no deal. And so there'll actually be retention agreements that are put in place. Um, for folks to be like, uh, you're going to be here uh, for at least six months after closing uh, and I'm going to pay you this much now and I'm going to pay you this much at closing and I'm going to pay you this much afterwards or any other range of structures. But those, those are really important to think through because again, you got to think about who's on my deal team and how does it happen and how to make sure it happens so that we optimize the value and we don't end up spending just enormous amounts of money, you know, doing a deal that doesn't happen. Well, and something too that, that, you know, we were fortunate with the SBA process Mm -hmm. is they had to
1: have an official valuation done on the business. Mm-hmm. And that's something that if you're not going the SBA route is have that done, you know, have somebody come in, do a, a business valuation on it, because mm-hmm. that way, you know, that you're on the same page with what you're agreeing to on purchasing it. You know, right. sometimes valuation can come as X, but you're willing to pay a premium for that because it may be a strategic mm-hmm. purchase for you, or, you know, you're, you think you, it's worth that, that, that amount of money, but it's good to do that because they're going to look at it from an unbiased view and they're going to take a really deep dive into the financials to find out what the true value of it is and i mean and that's something that i highly um, encourage
0: those that are looking to buy businesses and in, is invest in that in that process so you know yeah you got you got to get an understanding you also got to know you know where your funds are coming from mm-hmm. and and that they're actually going to come <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so you want to have your budget well lined out, and then you want to know, okay, can I actually get the funding in place for this? Mm-hmm. Whether it's from investors or whether it's from um, from banks. So um, uh, when when you're talking to attorneys, um, which you know m- most of life. People are fortunate they don't have to spend a lot of time talking to attorneys. I'm talking to an attorney right now. I know. It, it's, we're just literally the worst. It's, it's awful, folks. Um, but uh, in seriousness, when you're talking to an attorney and you're talking to accountants, because our fee structures frequently work very similarly, you know, where it's hourly work, um, you, know, you don't want to just know what is the hourly rate. A more important question is, give me a budget for this deal. Help me understand what the range is. And then help me understand... Um, and this is really important. We try to be proactive with this as often as we can um, with folks on deals is be, is try to help me understand what are the things that can go wrong in the process and what could that do to the budget? Um, because we want to help people understand because – Things happen in deals. You get into you don't know everything when you get started, and frequently we're being asked for a budget based on here's these five deal points that I have and a handshake that I've got with the seller, and now I'm ready to go into a diligence request list and an LOI and and this other stuff, and and I'm trying to help people guess at what the budget's going to be up front, and so talking through okay, you know here's a list of all the documents and here's a list of all the the pieces and the process, um, and here's roughly how much that's going to cost. assuming that things go reasonably smoothly. And then if you put the wrong person on the other side of the table and they're just lawyering it to death and we're getting, you know, (laughs) pages and pages of red lines as opposed to, Hey, how about these 10 reasonable requests? Um, you know that's completely different. Or if you know the customary work sharing that happens between buyers, seller, and 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 or excuse me, buyers council and sellers council doesn't happen. Here's some other things that happen where you know we've got to pick up extra work from the, that the other side isn't doing so that we can get the deal done on time because you know, something happened, somebody got sick, you know, they just don't have the the bandwidth to do it. Here's how that can change costs again. And so, you know, frequently we'll end up with a really wide range on stuff, but we try to talk through, and this is important to have that conversation of help me understand how this changes in the process so that, you know, if it's a smooth deal, I have an understanding of that, but then also if it's, you know, a rocky deal, you know, how is that going to change, you know, what, what it is. And then when can I expect updates, if I can expect them at all. And as you're managing budget with your accountants and attorneys, especially this is where planning from a timing perspective is so important. If your deal is a mad rush to get done, there's not a lot of time for me or any other professional to be in a position to say, Hey, um, let me wait on this, that, or the other thing in order to, um, Uh, figure this out so that we don't spend a bunch of time and money drafting things and then come back to you um, with um, – and then then we'll get the answer and then we'll we'll do it right the first time a lot of times if it's that – Compressed, we've got to do it now and try to get it done to make sure that we have a shot at getting it done on time. Even if we don't have enough information yet, we've got to get it later. So, well, a lot of it is is
1: is kind of goes back to the original thing we talked about was being organized. And you got to mm-hmm. see yourself as the person who's either buying or selling the, a business is you are the project manager, you are the quarterback to get it over the finish line. And so, you know, time again, back to I said, time is money. And so, when you're working with your accountant or your attorney or what have you is making sure that you're prepared for that conversation. You know exactly what you want to talk about in that conversation and having documents ready for them if they need them, because you know, that, that eats into your budget, mm-hmm. because if they have to spend an extra hour searching for something, you know, that costs us money. So you being more, more, the more prepared, the better, mm-hmm. um, and getting the, getting yep. the process through and just making sure that you, you know, have everything lined out, you know, what the, what the process looks like mm-hmm.
0: you have, you know, just be as organized as possible. I mean, I, that's really what it boils down to. Right. Right. Cause, cause the more you've educated yourself, the more well-prepared you are for the process, um, the less you're going to have to learn in the process from your professional team. Mm-hmm. Um, because that learning is, is frequently expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's, you know, something we're happy to do with our clients. A lot of attorneys and, and accountants are happy to do okay. with their clients, but it, but it's, it's something that can be expensive in the process. Uh, and that, Cost typically goes up the less time you have relative to what you would otherwise need for getting the deal done. So, um, so definitely have those conversations. Um, one of the things I'll flag about budget because some folks will have an expectation. Well, I heard from my buddy that doing a deal costs this, or that it costs this percentage of a, of you know what the purchase price is. Um, don't think about the deal in those terms. Think about how many moving pieces and how complex is the deal because most of the time the complexity and the relationships are going to drive, well, I should say the the three biggest factors are complexity, relationships, and deal size are going to drive the cost of the deal the most. And if you've got a really complex deal, um, I don't care how big it is, if it's complex enough, it's going to cost a lot of money and it's going to cost a much bigger percentage of the deal you know assuming you do it well and you do it right um than um, a deal that's even got a bigger price tag on it because there's just less moving pieces if you tell me i've got eight core documents versus two core documents there you go <laughs> <laughs> it's just that's that's uh that's and that's again where you think about how many deals are involved because that's going to help you calibrate your own expectations uh, on things and so you'll have everything from you know Deal costs are going to be 1% to 10% to 15%. I mean, and that's really unusual to get that high. But again, you know, how complex is it? Not just how big is it? So-
1: Yeah. mean, kind of a final thought for Mm -hmm. me is, is, you know, I know we've talked about a lot through these eight episodes, Mm -hmm. but, you know, buying a business, if you have an opportunity to buy a business, you know, fully invest the time to go through Mm -hmm. it because those can be some of the best opportunities that are out there. Because if you have a great business out there that, that the seller's ready to move on to something different or what have you, that's And and then you've been able to make that connection with them to possibly purchase from Mm them. great opportunities that can come from that. So, you know, that's something that, um, this is why we've spent so much time on this, um, is because it's important Mm -hmm. and you know, it's, and we want you to be successful. If you're going to go through the process of being a buyer or a seller of your business, we Mm -hmm. want you to be successful. So it's like, be thinking about these things, but you know, don't turn down an opportunity just because of how much, you know, possible work it could be because it's going to be worth it in the end.
0: Yeah. But take that time up front, know how much work it's going to be, know how long it's going to take, you know, how it's going to interfere with your life, uh, and be prepared from a budget standpoint. Um, we talked about accountants, we talked about lawyers, um, be thinking about bank fees and whether or not, as Jake mentioned, those are things that are rolled into the loan or whether those are things that you're going to have to show up with out-of-pocket um, on the front end. Uh, and if they're not things you have to show up with out-of-pocket front out of, front e- out of pocket on the front end, understand whether or not if the deal doesn't close, you still have to pay those so you have an understanding of cash flow needs on that. Um, I thought Jake did a great job talking about the fact that you need to be planning for what are your cash flow needs after the deal closes because that's absolutely something you've got to budget for. you got to be thinking about Think about employee costs. Um, think about fees that are triggered by um, the transaction. You might have to pay transfer fees with um, contracts that are getting assigned. Some parties will be like, Yes, I will consent to that. However, you are going to pay me, you know, $3,000 so that I can have my attorneys document this one page amendment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do that if we need to. So you've you sometimes got third-party fees. Always be thinking about taxes. Always be thinking about regulations and, and things like that, that might trigger other things. Um, you know, especially if you're the seller, you know, you may have a, a tax burden that you really need to make sure you understand, uh, in the process, um, so that you really understand, okay, that million dollars, that $5 million, that $25 million, what am I actually taking away, you know, after I pay my taxes and pay my bills and my, my liabilities on things. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, if, if, if- if buying or selling a business
1: is something that you're interested in, I mean, first step is start building relationships. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, that's where, that's where the deals come from is building relationships. You know, if you don't have a relationship with a banker, accountant or attorney, you know, go, go, go do some research, you know, like Sam recommended, go buy an attorney a beer. You're not going to get charged for it. Um, Usually. Yeah. But (laughs) but I think that really what it boils down to is this uh, really where it all stems to is having great relationships out there. Mm -hmm. Because if you have those solid relationships, it'll make doing a deal like this so, so much, so much easier. I know it's not all, it's not going to be easy, but it'll make the process a lot easier because you have that trust already built and you're able to, you know, go to the right people when you need it. And, and you're able to make that
0: phone call. Yep. Yep. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, and again, can't downplay enough or excuse me, can't downplay enough. Can't, um, Uh, reiterate enough how important it is to think about having somebody who's got lots of experience buying or selling businesses on your team, um, particularly as you're budgeting for things, talking through with them, hey, how do I you know, do I have enough budgeted here? Am I really thinking about this well enough? Make sure you understand when their experience was, how transferable it is, so you know what filter to push it through. But that can be really, really helpful because they'll be able to, just as Jake's done here, to give you examples of, well, I did this and then this happened and that was a surprise. And I wish I'd had that line item there. I wish I'd had this one a little bit more. So um, be thinking about that because you'll get a better outcome and you'll plan better and you'll succeed better when you plan better. So um, thank you all for joining us. Um, this is a wrap on epic episode eight, uh, where we talked about what is it actually going to cost you to buy or sell a business? Um, We'll put out some written materials on our website that I think will be, be useful tools for you as you go through that process. Um, Thank you for joining us. I Hope this has been helpful um, as to, to educate, empower and equip you to have a successful, uh, more successful process buying or selling a business or transitioning it to um, the next generation of ownership. Um, uh, Please check out our website at www.goformanlaw.com. I will also be posting these on a variety of platforms. Uh, Thank you all and good luck to you on your deal.